0: Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Chireco, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Chireco. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls Welcome. I'm Susan Shireko. The Reverend Vernessa Fountain is joining us today to discuss her book, Let God Rub You the Wrong Way. Now, the title comes from a sermon she was inspired to give, or as she puts it, a sermon he gave her. So let's unpack what that means. Please wave your hands to welcome Vanessa Fountain. Hello,
1: Vanessa. Welcome. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much. What an
0: awesome privilege to be on the air with you today. Thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. I would, You know, you are a minister, which means you've got one up on me, uh, but what, what does it mean to say you should let God rub you the wrong way?
1: It is from a, again, as you said, a sermon that God had given me, but Generally, it's a saying that I am pretty sure that people have said at some time in their life. Um, you know, you have met somebody, or you're 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 trying to do something, and something's just not right. You you know, I used to hear my grandmother or the older folks. I can't put my finger on it, and so there was this term that was coined. that would say, you know, oh, they just rub me. The wrong way and generally when we would say that if somebody rubs us or rub them the wrong way what they meant was there was something irritating either about the person about their mannerism about what they were doing that seemed to mm, you know make your hair kind of stand up and make you take attention to the point that maybe you would think something was wrong so in 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 my title of letting god rub you the wrong way the Lord began to share with me about there are irritants in our lives sometimes, and um, God wants to rub those irritants out of our lives. So that's where it it came from. Where the phrase came from. Yes, where the phrase came from, and the title of the sermon of Let God Rub You the Wrong Way.
0: Now, you said something to me, that God doesn't just rub out the irritants. He rubs good things in at the same time. So glad you said that. He um, And
1: maybe, you know, we'll, we can get into it a little bit more of the entire uh, dream that he gave me or the vision. You know, you're quite not all the way asleep, but, you know, we can only rub one way. Either we're going to rub in or we're going to rub out. So, you know, whatever we're rubbing in, it's going to take all of that concentration to do that. But God shared with me that he alone has the ability to rub out all of, you know, the hatred and the jealousy. He can rub those things out all while in the same motion rubbing joy, rubbing love rubbing long-suffering. He has, because he's the creator, he has that ability to rub out those irritants and rub in all of the things that he represents that he wants to see in our lives. But well, what
0: are these irritants?
1: Well, one of them, which is my focus uh, within the book, has to do with mediocrity. Um, How, if you wouldn't mind if I could share how the the sermon and the book even came about. Um, It was from a vision, and the vision uh, God showed me was a piece of carpet, just a piece of carpet. And he said to me, what do you see? So I'm a visual kind of person, and I, um, I like props. I like things that help you remember uh, uh, what it is that maybe I've spoken about or, or it, it triggers. It. Yeah, our minds kind of work like that visually we can see things and remember. So when I saw the piece of carpet, I was like, okay, God, is this like a trick question because I don't see anything? He says, look again, and I saw feet. And the feet was walking on the carpet. So he said to me, what do you see? I said, God, I see some feet that are walking on the carpet, but I didn't know what it meant. Then he showed me a second piece of carpet. This carpet looked a lot different than the first one. This carpet looked like had we just ran the vacuum on our own, you know, our living room or bedroom uh, carpet. The nap of the carpet stood up. Now I saw feet again, but everywhere the feet the feet would or the foot feet would move, I could see the footprint. I saw where the foot had come from, even though it was on a new spot I every time the foot moved, I could see all of the footprints and the Lord said to me, The first carpet that I showed you is me walking in the lives of my people, and I can no longer see their foot i can 't see my footprint anymore is what he said mm-hmm. he said but The second carpet that I showed you was when I first entered into their lives. It was when they seemed to be most attentive and lovingly that I had come into their lives, and I could walk all over their lives, which was representative of the carpet, and I saw my footprint. And immediately I began to think, well, why is it then that God doesn't see his footprint now? We've been walking with him for a moment. And yet he's telling me he doesn't see his footprint in our lives anymore. And then I began to look, and I'm, you know, in my head, I'm, you know, I'm trying to to see what it is. And the only difference between the two pictures was the condition of the carpet. And mm. so he said the carpet represents the lives of my people. And so immediately I began to think, well, what is the condition of my life? What does my Carpet look like? Is it plush like this one when it first when he first came, or is it like the second piece? And so I came to thinking, well, what is it then that happened with this piece of carpet? And you know what it was? The answer I got: life. Life happened. Things yes, happen to happened. us. Yes. Life mm-hmm. continues to go on. It means yes, different it things to different people, but life goes on. And life is always going to go on. But the question becomes is, what care have we done? What care have we taken with our carpet, meaning our peace, our lives? We're connected with Christ, but what have we done? And mediocrity is one of those things. It's like, it's, it's, it's neither hot, it's neither cold. The word of God says either, he says, please be hot or even be cold, but lukewarm. He says, I'll sprue you out of my mouth. Lukewarm is just in the middle. It's like, it's like, if it's just nothing. And mediocrity is like, if it's nothing. It's neither excellent and it's neither bad. It's just in the middle. You're just kind of going along with it, like whatever, whatever. Everybody else is doing it. It's good enough for me. And God has given us his very best, his son. Mm -hmm. But do we give God our very best? And so that piece of carpet, whatever it looks like, represents the life that we have given him, and what he wants is excellency. Now, sometimes our carpet, because of life, does get some wear and tear. But you know what? It requires some cleaning. (laughs) It requires sometimes some spot cleaning.
0: Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just
1: a little area that got it. Okay, God, I'm gonna rub this little area. He's gonna get this back up. Sometimes the entire carpet might just need to be washed, cleaned, and re But guess what? That's just a part of life. And until mm-hmm. He returns, that's what we're going to always need to do. Why? Because we want to give God our very best. He gave our very He gave us our very best. We've got to be mindful that He's looking for a. A spirit of excellence, and that's how we've got to look at it in whatever we do for Christ, whatever we say for Christ, whatever we represent Christ, we represent him in the spirit of excellence. Right, right.
0: Uh, wow, that's a great, great visual. So you, you preached on this? Yes. Okay. And and then what gave you the idea that you wanted to take that sermon and put it into a book? Glad you
1: asked. Um <laughs> he, he because it was interesting because he gave it to me such a long time ago. And I I did not do anything with it. And um he said this needs to be a book. And, you know, we go, Okay, God, I don't know how to write a book. Um it's that's amazing how, you know, God gives us a directive and we tell him what we can and cannot do. Uh-huh.
0: And mm-hmm. and I
1: laugh at it sometimes because if he's asked you to do it, it's because he knows you can do it. And this is hindsight. This is us talking, but truly when mm-hmm. you're asked of it, you come up with all this. Moses, I, I, I can't speak Lord. I, I got problems. You know, who's going right. to listen to That's me? Right. So it, Immediately we come up with all of our insecurities as to why we can't do the task that he's asked of me. And so I, I, I was like, God, I don't even know how to do it. I don't even know where to start. And so, I kept saying, but okay, I'm going to do it. And, you know, so that year went by. Okay, Lord, yes, I'm going to do it. Two more years went by. And, yeah, Lord, I I got this. And to be perfectly honest, almost 10 years went by. and And, you know, I'm, I'm very sad to say it, embarrassed to say it. But it's still the truth anyhow, so I'm going to shame the devil and tell the truth. Because after a while, you realize that there are other people who may be in the same spot. God has given them a task, and they're scared to do it. Either scared it's going to work out or mostly scared it ain't going to work out. But mm-hmm. however it is, he's got, you've got to do it. And I got to the point of being like a pregnant mother when she's, you know, the you gave the mother the due date. <laughs> yes. You know, your baby coming here, July the 2nd. Woo, and July 1st, you all excited because July 2nd is when this baby's going to come. And now it's July 8th. Something's wrong, <laughs> something's wrong. And you're climbing the walls. You're like, I just want this over with. What's going on? That's What's right. going on? You know, you just want it over. And I had gotten to that point, and a friend, uh, uh, bless her heart, Shared with me that, you know, this is where you are. does exactly the analogy she gave me. You're pregnant and you're overdue. And so now, you're, you know, your claws are out. You're uneasy because you have not done. You're ready to deliver. And in my case, it was deliver the book. And so she gave me time to sit down and, and go before the Lord with writing it. And, um, you know, again, I, I did it. I did the task. And I finally, with the help of someone, I finally was able to birth this book and I was I was like, Lord, I thank you. Forgive me for being slowful. Forgive me for going through all of my own insecurities. Um, because if he gives you the task to do. He's already given you the ability to do it. It's just that sometimes we doubt ourselves. And so I had many reasons as to why I wasn't a good author. Who would read it? Who would want to read it? All of those things kind of go through your mind. But um, I didn't do it. Praise God. And I got it out, and I I went with better late than never because I surely didn't want to meet him and not do what he'd asked me to do. So I got it out. It was late, (laughs) but I got it out.
0: (laughs) Well, was it easy to go through the process at that point because you were ready? You just sat down and wrote it, right? I sat down.
1: It still took time. I was concerned about, you know, method, you know, being what method would I use. So I was like, I'm going to read chapter one. uh, Today I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to write chapter one, and then next week I'll write chapter two, and that was starting to kill me because I was like, well, how do I know it's really chapter one? Or what if I read (laughs) something in chapter four? And a friend had to say to me, the young lady who actually was helping me, she simply said to me, Vanessa, please don't put chapters on anything. Just write. If you write it all, then we can go back and look at it, and the chapters and where things go would begin to fall. I thought you just wrote the book the way that the book comes out. But, and maybe people can, if, you know, if, if this is what you do, it for people who are more experienced. But for me, I had to write all the pieces that he gave me, and then I could place them in an order, you
0: know, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three.
1: That's how I did it.
0: Well, that's cool. How long did that part of the process now take? That took about somewhere, probably maybe six to eight months. Oh, wow! So it still was a process to go through. Yes, it was. Yep. Yes, and it, it was. still felt it still felt as if it was divinely inspired. Yes. Yes. So what other so what other questions came up while you were writing? The question of how
1: do we present or how things that we need to pay attention to. And it came up, I realized that life is messy. I know nobody likes to tell (laughs) it to you like that. But here it is. Here is a true fact. Life is messy. Mm. And because life is messy, carpets get messy too. And they need... To be clean and just like you take the time in your own home to at least vacuum your carpet maybe two, three, four times a week. Shampoo it maybe two to three times a year. We're talking about a lot of carpeting. But the point being is you care for it. You take Mm -hmm. care of it. Oh, you got a spot. Oh, somebody waste something on the floor. You immediately go to get what you need to do. Do what? Spot clean. Because you don't want that spot showing up on your carpet. How about we ought to be careful about the spots that are showing up in our lives, in our walk with Christ. Those spots need to be dealt with. We have to deal with our um, um, lack of temperance or sometimes lack of self-control, and we verbally say things that should not have been said, do we go and spot clean those things? How? What am I meaning? Sometimes words are so, so very hurtful. When we've said things out of anger, do we go back to the person to apologize? Sometimes we don't. <laughs> sometimes yeah. we allow that yeah. to just linger, and it, it cuts friendships. It cuts relationships. And sometimes... They are hard to bring, to you know, for, them, for us to sever them, but it would not have been so hard. It's a little hard four or five years down the line, but it would not have been so hard had we spot cleaned it at the moment that it happened. We all say things that we should not, but we need to be mindful that when we do, we need to correct that. We need to mm-hmm, go and mm-hmm. clean that situation up. Don't wait 10 years down the line. But... If you've forgotten about it and it's 10 years down the line, line, go and get it. Go, go, still work on it. But if we're mindful of keeping our carpet clean, keeping our lives clean before God, the Holy Spirit brings things to our remembrance. You, you spoke too harshly to them. That was not the right tone. You didn't handle that situation correctly. Your integrity was, was, was compromised. When you did what you did, when we're in tune, we can clean those things up as we go because life really is messy. We just have to have the mindset that I want to keep my carpet, my life clean before God. And it is a process. It's day by day, year by year. But as we mature in our walk, it gets a whole lot easier to recognize and we don't and mind cleaning up, and mm-hmm. so go. Hey, God, thank you, because we want, I want to be ready when it comes. I don't have time to 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 you know get lulled. You know the enemy will lull us in. Oh, it's okay, honey. Everybody does it. Nah, don't go with that one. you still have to give an account before the Lord. Yeah. You, it's in your heart. You know that's that mediocre thing. Well, you know, don't rock the yeah. boat. You know, it's all good. I, ain't nobody else doing it. I don't want to do it mm-hmm. either. No, that's not going to work. You've got to be above, you've got to be that cut above the rest so that those who are mediocre can see you doing the right thing and go, hold up. If they can, if she can, if he can, I believe I can too. Yeah. Be that one. Be that one. Mm-hmm. It only takes one, but you be that one. If we mm-hmm. all come with that attitude, I think that's so grateful to help keep our carpets. Clean.
0: So by the time you finished this this book, were you sure that you were going to publish it?
1: Yes, because the person who was working with me, that was all she was ever talking about. So when we get oh. this, we're going to figure <laughs> out how we're going to do it. So she really mm-hmm. helped me. Maybe if I was by myself, I would have been – it was like – it was such a release in me when I just finished writing it. I was like, oh, he's finished. Wasn't quite know what I was gonna do with it, but oh, it's finished. And she was like, Yeah, it's finished. So now we have to go to the next step. And so she left that poor that portion of it to me, you know, depending on where I could go and what I could do. And um I have to be honest, I think I was a little fearful about going to traditional. You know, mm-hmm. um, going through tradi- traditional uh, publishing companies, I, you know, we, we all have our own, you know, um, insecurities that we still deal with. And they're, they're there, but we get better with working through them. It's not, you know, it just doesn't happen overnight. It's a process that God works through us and with us. So then, I, you know, once it was done, I was thinking, but who's going to want to read it? You know, this may not be anything anybody else is gonna, you know, you know. Think, let God rub it around. What was, what was she thinking about? What was that about? And so, I always knew what the title was, but I was like, well, maybe nobody else is gonna understand it. Nobody else is gonna want to read it. (laughs) But I said, God, if I have come this far and I wrote it, I have, I've got to go this extra mile, whatever way that I choose to do it, I did do it through self-publishing. But it was such a release and a relief, both. It was so a had release and a release. Right. And I finally got it done. So it's how long has it been out now? Since
0: 2019, 2018, 2019, yes. Okay. And then people have read it at this point. Has it met your expectations? Have they responded the way you wanted them to? Those who had read it, (laughs) yes, Mm -hmm.
1: those who had read it came back and they said, this really was wonderful. It made me think differently. If I've done nothing else, it's the same thing about a message. It's the same thing. um, The word of God comes to change lives. And the reason that we we listen to the word, the reason that you go to church, in case people don't know why you go to church, you go to church to hear the word of God. And it's the word of God that changes minds, changes attitudes, and changes our whole whole thought process. So, you know, I often say, you know, change our heart, change our minds, and change our attitude. So since that's what my, you know, the word of God in my book, Referring to the word of God. I wanted the book to change hearts, change minds, and change attitudes. Because at the end of the day, I want to be better. And I wanted the reader to believe that they could be better. Wherever the enemy had you at and told you you couldn't move and you couldn't do better, he was lying. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the lie. You can Be better. We can, but not on our own strength. It's gotta be through the word of God. It's gotta be how we're looking at things and how we're, how we're perceiving things. And so I wanted the book to be a, a, um, what's the word, Lord? To be a part of their betterment that they could see that I was one way before I had read it. But even the process of going forward, I go back to the book, and it helps me through, you know, some of the different chapters in it. Why? Because I'm looking to be better. I don't want to stay where I am. I want the Lord to continue to change my life. And so that's what the book was, not so that's what I believed, you know, that the book was able to do. And those who came back and said, oh, wow, I really read it, I really – and then some of them would tell me different chapters that they read. I, I really, 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 could relate um, to that. I was like to God be all the glory, because it truly was not any of me. It was just, you know, God. So, you know, some of the chapters was, you know, um, um, giving God our leftovers, you know, mm-hmm. it's, well, yeah, well, you know, it, it wasn't a, uh, a, um effort for me to do it. It wasn't anything I put my mind to. It was just leftovers. It was like, yeah, this was here, you know, just, just good enough for you, God, here. That's never our mm-hmm. attitude. <laughs> it's never mm-hmm. our attitude, you know, with God. And and it's sad that we do it sometimes unaware. And so, you know, that, that chapter of, you know, of, of giving God our leftovers was just to make you start thinking, what are the gifts that you have given God? What does that look like? And again, just to make you think: spot cleaning, you know, applications, pushing, you know, um, following the blueprint, you know, you know, the catalyst of truth. All of those things were just pieces of the book, but all it is meant to do is to be a
0: catalyst to move us closer in our relationship with God. That's all Fantastic. I wanted to do. Yes. So how have you promoted it? How do people find out about it? Well, that may have been
1: not my strongest suit. Um, (laughs) I had, um, you know, I'm just being honest. Um, I did some book findings uh, uh, Some churches in my area, asked me to come and to, uh, you know, maybe do a reading of sort and and to talk Mm -hmm. about it. Um, But, I'm not sure if that was all, I think there's still more room to, you know, to come out and for a a greater
0: population to possibly get a hold of it and read it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's whatever it comes out the way that most grabs them and they get to, you know, they start to resonate with it. So so what have you learned in the process of doing this? I mean, have, have you learned something about marketing or? Well,
1: you know, I I at the beginning of it, I did not know very very much. So I have to be honest, you know, my ignorance of not knowing some of the pieces. So a little time has gone by. I'm learning to do um some other things. I very much uh want to put together a workbook. So I'm thinking along those lines and wanting to put that up um you know to work with that to um enhance you know, for for both of them to go together, and um, and then you know other. I'm I'm open to other ways in which to, um. I, I, I I'm laughing as I'm getting ready to say this, but let the world know it's out there. But <laughs> maybe you know, I'm saying the world, but at least a greater population of what it was. But it, my first thing was letting the world know it
0: was out there. mean <laughs> sometimes it feels very challenging, and I think that we we tend to think that we have to do something big in order to reach a lot of people, but I'm yes. learning slowly that sometimes it's just one at a time. And wow. one person shares that information. And next thing you know, it's two or it's three people who know about it. And it, it sort of grows that way. I imagine it's the same with a church. Mm-hmm. You don't start with a full congregation Nobody when you don't. start a church, you have to do it <laughs> one family at a time. And they You're come in that door, right. right? They come in the door and they get the message and they come back the next Sunday. Or they get active and become part of your world. So uh, it's, and they it's finding... somebody. Oh, come that's to my right.
1: church.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And so your book becomes a little church. Can't see it. <laughs>
1: one, but we reach, we reach people one life at a time.
0: We do. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah. you know, you give a
1: message, and if one person, if after the message one person comes to Christ, all of heaven stands up. you It might have been a thousand of people there, but that one life that came to Christ means everything. It yes. means everything. And so yes. I, I get it. You know. Again, you know changing the world one life at a time you know was my um my mission statement just just you know just one life at a connecting to one life at a time and one life does connect to another, so you're absolutely right, susan. That's exactly a um and people telling other people about it I think is the best
0: advertisement. <laughs> I think you're right. I mean that because then they really they trust the person they're talking to and so they're more open to it to begin with. So it is a valuable place from which to start. Um mm-hmm. I know you talked about the workbook working with the in conjunction with the book. Um and mm-hmm. I think you know are are you prepared to do presentations to discuss it with groups, small groups and absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, that that's another great way of you know it's it's one of those things where when people come together in a group and they're taking part in that they're going to buy the books in order to be part of the presentation. Right. So there's a real you know there's an impetus to grow it that way and and when you are um, th- that sort of presentation is so meaningful because they want to be there they're interested to start with if you just find the ways to fi- create those presentations and tell the right people. I know when you when you get this tape and you're going to be talking to people about it and you're going to be you know they're going to be listening and it's where do you where do they find it? Where do they discover it? And so much of that is also where do you send it? You know what are who are you thinking about when you notify them that you even have this recording? You know you have a you have a you have a core audience of people that you're trying to reach and I don't know who they are I mean it might be the people who have the dirty carpets (laughs) you know know, it could be the people who have pristine carpets and who Mm -hmm. fall over themselves to keep them clean or it could Mm -hmm. and you know however you define that in terms of the world but there are people out there who who need to hear that we can clean our carpets we don't have to tear out the carpets, although some people could. But you know, we don't have to go that route. We just have to clean the carpets. <laughs> right? And it's just, but you know, as simple as that may sound,
1: it's um when you when you don't know a thing, it's daunting, and you so you start to say, "How in the world did I get myself here? How yes. did I yes. end up here?" And yeah. if truth is told, we never ended up there just because we blink it was a process yes. and so we have to pay attention to the process mm-hmm. so if the book can be a avenue to pay attention to the process then there may be others who never have to get to the wrong bottom who never have to get you know to the part where they feel like the carpet is never ever going to be clean again and that's the wrong thought process either but It's so much easier when we have on our mind the kind of service that we're giving God, that that needs to constantly be on our mind. God, am I giving you my best? And whatever Mm -hmm. I'm doing, Mm -hmm. whatever you've asked of me, am I giving you my best or am I giving you leftovers, you know, after I've done everything I wanted to do? If it's a little bit of time and you can have it, God. You know, what is our thought process behind it? But if we don't think of a thing like that then time goes by but if we've got it in our mindset then we go wait 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 you know I'm. you know have i given time if i given god any time today did i pray today what what god did i thank you did, did i did i did i tell you how much i appreciate you
0: all of those things did i so did important. i share the gospel with anyone today anyone yes anyone you know i I don't know how much I, because I'm not a minister as such from a you know from an apostolic tradition where you go out and you're, you know banging the drum and doing the salvation Army approach um yeah gotcha. i have, right you know that's not where I come from, and yet as I get older, I am becoming much more aware that that's the whole point is to share that message to anyone and everyone. We can, and you'd be surprised and the places he takes you that yes, you get an opportunity to to get that <laughs> message out. Yes, yes, but you have to turn your antenna up. You have to be listening or observing people to see right. who might be open or whose heart is breaking. Who could, you know, who could use a pat on the hand, you know, a smile. A simple little thing that would open the door for them to yes. receive a copy of your book. You know, it's exactly. it's just it's a very uh, it, as you say the process that is the process one at a time, mm-hmm. right? One at a time, and Absolutely. and as a you know as an author we do the same thing as a um, you know I work as a coach and as a a, a transformational coach, and it's. It's exactly the same process, although we try to call it other things. But we are looking for those moments when we can reach out to one person through some medium. It might be a networking association, a group of people that get together to discuss business. And yet in the course of talking about business, they become connected to one another and and their heart's open for something else. You know, you just never know where those organizations and, and groups and families are going to come from. And all of that leads to a change, whether yes. it's a change of heart, a change of mm-hmm. mind,
1: or mm-hmm. a change of Absolutely.
0: attitude. Absolutely. And so that's, I mean, that on some level, that's the joy of selling your book. <laughs> you know you are giving people are giving it away you know whatever you want to do with it but that process mm-hmm. is so important just to open people up to that possibility what might be you know perfect for them Yes. is there something else you want to share about the book before we um, wrap up for today um i believe
1: that the book is a blessing um Again and I, I, I um I harp on the idea of change because um the Lord finds us, you mm-hmm. know, we, we use that expression come as you are. And mm-hmm. that is so true. He we come as we are, but I love God so much because in the midst of us coming um as we are, he never leaves us in mm-hmm. that same condition. Never. He leaves us in that same condition. He brings us to a better place. Some of us didn't even believe that there was a better
0: place, but there is.
1: And so we come, and so it is my heart that the book is just one avenue. There are many, many avenues, but just an avenue to bring wonderful change that only comes from Christ into your life, and that your your relationship with God becomes even deeper, and the deeper our relationship comes, the more joy that comes into our lives, the more um, excitement and the more of hatred and jealousy and and, and, and lust and those things that are, are, are not the fruit of the Spirit are expelled from our lives so that we have more love. More joy, more long suffering with one another, more temperance, more self control, more gentleness, more meekness, meekness, the power of meekness. And so those are the things that God desires to see in our lives. And so, and the book is designed to show us those other things that God wants to rub out of our lives so that He can rub those things that look like Him. And I don't know about anybody else, I just want to be more and more. Like him. I want to be like Jesus. I want to look like him. I want to represent him in my life. And so I need him to wrap out all those things that are not him so that he can rub in those things in my life that are him. So that when you see me, I don't really want you to see Vanessa, I want you to see the Christ in my life. That's what I'm looking for.
0: And that is a wonderful way to bring this in for a landing. <laughs> thank you much, so much for sharing your book with us, Vanessa. Let's remind thank our listeners. You. We have been speaking with Reverend Vanessa Fountain about let God rub you the wrong way. So thank you, Vanessa. Seriously, thank I you. I appreciate you couple of so minutes. very much. And I thank you so very much, Susan, for just having you're me on here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's it for the moment, folks. Bye for now, and have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverrunes.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shireko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, Sharing the Journeys of Those Affected by Sudden and Great Loss and What They Did to Heal, Rebuild, and Where They Are Now.